It's our anniversary. Anniversary. Yeah, I just thought I'd make up my own intro to this podcast since I don't have one. If anyone out there knows how to make an intro to a podcast, please reach out to your girl, protectyourglow at gmail.com. Send me your information. I would greatly appreciate it. But for the meantime, I'm going to keep it raw and organic like this since I don't know how to make an intro and move just right along. How is everybody doing today? This is Alice, Marius, and you have now tuned in to Protect Your Glow, the podcast. Thank you so much for pressing play. Happy that you would take the time out of your busy Saturday to listen to me. And today's topic, folks, is titled, It's Our Anniversary, Take 11, What I Know About Love. So why did I title it Take 11? Take 11 because it's my 11th, not my, it's our 11th wedding anniversary. And as time goes on, the takes will be different. It'll be take 12, take 13, take 14. However long God allows us to be together, that's how much the takes will change. So I wanted to share with you my journey on love and marriage and where I am currently at right now and what I know about love right now, today, July 29th, Saturday, July 29th, 2017. Um... My husband and I got married on July 29th, 2006. Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, I just ate. So I'm burping. I apologize. <clears throat> okay. I think I'm okay now. Yeah, so we got married on July 29th, <clears throat> excuse me, 2006. And I said I do. We said I do, but I'm going to keep this podcast real honest with you guys because that's what I do. Um, when I said I do, I had no idea what I was saying I do too. No idea. I was 23 years old. Yes, 23 years old. He's 22. So I'm one year older than my husband. He likes to call it, oh, I'm rocking the cradle, but... I don't think that's true. Um, he's a funny guy. But, yeah, so I had no idea what I was doing. Neither did he. I had no idea what, what we were saying I do too. Um, but we've learned so much over the years. And on my wedding day, I didn't even... You know how some women are like so happy on their wedding day? They're crying. They're happy. I was just like... Cause I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know if I felt... I wasn't like overjoyed. I wasn't sad either. It was just like something I decided to do and I did it. Like most things in my life, that's what I normally do. I make a decision and then boom, I get to it, right? So yeah, I didn't really have much emotion on that day. Um, I don't think it hit me until I got to the hotel room and I was like, okay, Alice, what just happened? What, What did I just do? What did we just do? Oh yeah, we just got married. Oh God, what do we do? Now I don't want to say this to anybody. I don't, I mean I don't, I'm not saying this for someone that's about to get married and you 
and I'm not trying to convince anybody otherwise. I'm just giving you my own experience with marriage and how I felt on my wedding day. Your experience may be totally different, but I wanted to share with you my experience. And so, yeah, um, got to the hotel room and I was like, oh God, what do we do? Okay, here we are. Um, and then pretty much, I think from that day on, I was, we were both trying to figure it out, you know, and till this day we're, we're figuring it out, but in a more mature way, I'm able to have more adult conversations with my husband as opposed to having emotional conversations with him. Cause you know, um, I'll be true. I'll be real with you. Um, when we first got married, it was all about Alice. It was all about me. I was I was a married woman living, trying to live a single life. Yeah, that didn't go very well. Because in my mind, I didn't want... In my mind, I was still like, I can do my own thing. He can do his own thing. Now, I didn't do anything crazy, but... I, I No, I didn't grasp the concept of like, we are one. We work together. We're a team. You know, I would still... <laughs> In the first couple of years of our marriage, I would get up and go as I pleased. Didn't tell me where I was, what I was doing. I didn't think those things were important. I didn't understand the big deal. I, I felt like, well, I don't have to tell him where I'm going. I don't, I don't need to tell him what I'm going to do. I'm just, I'm an adult. He's an adult. He's going to do his thing. I'm going to do mine. But I didn't like grasp the concept of like communication and okay, he cares for me. He doesn't know where I'm at. He's worried. I was like, oh, okay, this is how this thing works. So that was that. Um, but of course, you know, over the years, I've, I've gotten a whole lot better. But yeah, I was like a married woman trying to do my own thing. Um, another example would be like, I wanted things my way. It was my way or the highway, right? It was like, this is how I want to do it. This is how I want the house to be. This is how I want, um, you know, things to be set up. And then he would look at me and be like, well, what about me? What about my ideas what about what I want to do do those things not count and I mean I'm talking about my husband but I have his permission to talk I'm not saying anything crazy um about our marriage I'm just trying to give you guys a little bit example of some of the things that go on and so he would be able to know what about my feelings and I didn't like I dismissed those like you like you don't matter like you know whatever y'all just want to let y'all know I had really I walked into this marriage with a really bad attitude, you know. I was very, like, career-oriented. I was all about work, and I didn't, like, understand my... I don't think I understand my position in the marriage, right? Um, I've learned over the years that a wife is to be a helpmate. A wife is to be supportive. A wife is to be understanding, and a husband is supposed to be a provider and also to be a helpmate. Also, like sort of, so we, we're supposed to work as a team. It's not like you think you're better than me or I think I'm better than you. It's like, no, we both value each other's opinions, ideas. We can both do our own thing. We don't have to be holding each other's hand every single day, every minute of the day. I know he loves me. He knows I love him. And so I've, I've learned that over the years. But in the beginning, like I didn't get it, you know. And so I wasted a lot of time just like thinking, oh, he doesn't understand me. I don't understand him. And I'll be honest with you guys, a few times um, I walked away from this marriage, probably like twice I walked away. And 
only I, and most of the time it was because I didn't want to take the time to understand him and I didn't I don't think he took the time to understand me so we were both at like he was thinking one thing I was thinking one thing but our communication wasn't really clear and so that's where the I think the issue lied um, but it's been a wonderful journey. I don't want to keep talking about our marriage like it's bad or whatever. Um, I am married to my best friend. Like, how cool is that? I thank God for that. Um, nobody knows me like he does. Nobody understands me like my husband does. And nobody can make me laugh like he does. So it's just also such a wonderful thing to be married to the love of your life to be married to your best friend somebody that gets you you know somebody that and he helps me to like just always be the best version of myself he tells me things and I'm like oh I don't want to hear it but he's like he's trying to help me to be the best me and I try my best to help him be the best he can be I help him to believe in himself and to understand that there is no such thing as being put into a box. We make that box ourselves. Uh, you can't let somebody else dictate who you should be and who you should not be. Also, somebody's opinion of you doesn't have to become your reality. I try to, you know, speak those things over his life for him to know that you are God's creation. You are a man. You were put on earth for a reason. So you have no excuse to not go after your dreams and, and passion. So um, it's also helpful for us ladies to be supportive of our mates um you know i've learned that um i'm not gonna speak for all men but i've learned that through my husband that men love to be appreciated they love to be respected um they also loved to to be heard um and i learned all those things the hard way but i wrote down four what is it, four or five points that I wanted to discuss with you all today about what I know about love. The first thing I wrote down is that it requires patience, patience, patience. Those who are very close to me will know that I can be very impatient at times. Um, there are some things I'm very patient in, like, I don't know. I'm probably patient when it comes to shopping. I take my time. I'm not in a rush. I'm patient when I'm driving. I'm not a crazy driver. Um, but what I find myself being impatient with, with, with sometimes I'm patient with my, I'm impatient with my children, which I've gotten a whole lot better at with my sister helping me. My husband helps me with that. My mom, they're like, Alice, I need you to calm down, slow it down. You know, you're talking to a four and a nine year old. You're not talking to an adult. So bring it down three notches. So I've learned that and and I've learned that marriage requires patience. I think in the beginning of our marriage, I honestly like so I felt like I got married and I and I was still trying to find myself and I was trying to find out who I really was, what is I wanted to do. I didn't really know my passion because at 23, you know, we look at America it's after 18, you're an adult. But for me, um, my I don't think, my, my mind wasn't really fully developed or wrapped around the fact that I didn't really know who I was. I know my name is Alice and I know what family I came from, but there was like so much I was trying to pursue. And I think um, 
when I got married, I didn't really put into much thought about marriage. It was like my husband proposed to me and I was like, yes. I mean, prior to that, we were together for three years, but I never really understood the concept of marriage simply because I wasn't raised in a family. Uh, like my husband, my, my mother and father were never married. They were, they lived together for a long time, but they weren't married. So I, I understood relationships, but I didn't understand marriage. Do you understand? So I didn't understand vows and promises and what it means uh, before God to to be married. So I've learned through the years that it requires patience, patience, patience. And my husband, honestly, I'm not even saying this just to say it. Like my husband, to me, is if not one of the most patient people I have ever ever met in my entire 34 years of life the man is as patient as a rock um i honestly love the way he he uh talks to our children the way he's patient with them he teaches me a lot about parenting because I can be a bit on the crazy side, folks. When it comes to, to parents, I'll be, I'm an extremist sometimes. I I talk to my children like they're little adults and I realize, wait a minute, wait a minute. She has no idea what that word even means. Bring it down a notch. So, you know, I, I've learned a lot uh, about raising children with him as well and through my mom, uh, watching my mother and, and, and you know, just... Also watching my siblings too, because I don't, I don't feel like you should ever stop learning, even though you're an adult or you you have a family, whatever you are, wherever you are. Like I don't think you should ever stop learning. And one thing I'm, I've learned, and I'm still learning, is how to be a parent, how to be a wife. Um, it's a daily progress for me, and I tap myself on the back when I do good, and I reflect upon it when I'm, uh, I shouldn't have said that or I should have done that. So, patience is one. Um, and also you don't, the second point I have is stop looking for the other person. To, I say that because a lot of times, um, people get into a relationship and they want the other person to save them. They want the other person to tell them who they are and, you know, they want the other person to maybe, um, allow them to, to feel loved or whatever. Um, and I wrote that down because I think a part of me may not want to admit it, but when I first got with my husband, I mean, I knew who I was as far as my identity, but part of me was looking for my husband to like fix everything that was wrong with me. For example, I wanted him to fix my attitude. I wanted him to fix my past. I wanted him to fix all the things that I didn't want to fix in me. And uh, I've learned over the years that that is such a heavy burden to put on anybody. Like, how do you expect a human being just like you, flesh and blood just like you, someone that makes mistakes daily in and out just like you, how do you expect this man or this woman to fix you, to validate you? That's such a heavy burden to put on anybody, you know? And so I learned that in order for our marriage to work in order for our relationship to work. I had to face the music. I had to look in the mirror and be like, you know what? 
it can't be just all him he can't be the issue he can't be the only issue i i, I always say this it takes two people to have a, a problem you know you can't have a problem i mean you can't have a problem just by yourself but most of the time in a relationship it takes two people to have an issue so while i was pointing the finger at him four more was pointing back at me and then i realized you know i i do have some problems i do have some issues and then when i took charge of those issues by starting to fix my attitude because i was very quick at the mouth i mean whatever i thought i said it i didn't think about how it hurt him i didn't care about how it hurt him because I was very selfish in my ways um, in, earlier in our marriage. I was very selfish. Um, and they say hurt people hurt people. And it's so true. I was hurt. And so I never, you know, I was trying to hurt him. And that didn't even help him. And it didn't help me. It just dug a hole deeper for me, actually. Because I feel like when hurt people hurt people, they just dug a deeper hole for themselves. And it wasn't until I, I sought treatment I sought therapy to really talk about my feelings and and how to not blame my husband for my past that's when things started to shift there was a shift in our marriage there was a shift in my household there was a shift in my relationship with anybody that around me that I love there was a shift around the relationships I had with my siblings and a shift around the relationship I had with my nieces and nephews and even at work I wasn't playing the blame game anymore and um that change a lot of things so sometimes you know we're looking for the issue another person and when the problem really lies with us so sometimes you just need to look in the mirror and check yourself and you might be the one that you know that needs to fix it and not really the other person and i am i always say it's always best to when both couples try to work on themselves as opposed to working on each other um because when you when i found that when i was bettering my I'm not saying, you know, you can't work together to grow. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying when I found out, when my when I started to really, when I started to seek therapy to help my issues and he, the same, it just made our marriage just more insane because at that time, we weren't trying to point the finger. We were really both working on ourselves, which made us become a better and stronger couple together and um i also learned that i am my husband's helpmate i'm not his mom and i'm not his preacher i'm his wife you know and i needed to be a wife i needed to be everything a wife embodies and he needed to be everything a husband embodies like we weren't each other's um pastors you know we we were each other's helpmate and when we learned that, things got a whole lot better because I think a lot of times, you know, I found myself like trying to preach to my husband. Um, and because I like going to church, my husband does not. Um, and so that bothered me for a little while in our marriage. And I was like, what is really going on? But I knew that going into the marriage, I, I just don't think I really gave it much thought until it became an issue later on where I was like, why am I going to church with my kids by myself? And he's home like why you know and it, it bothered me for a long time and i realized well this is what you signed up for this you you should have known that this is who he was when you got together but i don't think i i really saw that i don't really think i thought about it much i just thought oh, okay you know okay and it wasn't until it just kept being that and i'm like okay i see what you're doing here god i see what you're doing um, 
maybe I'm supposed to be a witness to my husband of of what Jesus loves look like. Is it easy? Absolutely not. It's hard. It's hard because I would like come from church sometimes and instead of like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, I'm mad. Like, how you come from church and you mad? Yep, that was me. I was like pissed off that he didn't go with me and it was just me. And then he asked me one important question that I don't think I'll ever forget. He said, what if, what if you're the only Jesus that I ever see? And I was like, whoa. You know, I I was like, wow, like I was speechless. You know, when he said that, it was like, what if you're the only example of Jesus to me on earth? And I was like, whoa. that was just, I don't know, just stop me in my tracks. And I'm like, okay, God, am I living a life that's pleasing unto you? Am I, am I being all that I can be? Am I showing the love of Christ? to my husband first before I show it to anybody else. And it's like, you need to fix, you know, what's inside your house first before you fix somebody else's house. And I couldn't be out there showing anybody else love and not showing him love simply because he didn't go to church with me. And so that hit me really hard. And I started thinking like, you know what? Maybe he might have a point to that. And so I started praying harder and asking God to just reveal the love of Christ in me and to make me just walk this journey with me because it could be that, my walk with God is what helps him turn his life around. And just because my husband doesn't go to church doesn't make him a bad person. He's actually one of the very good human being. But at the same time, I was trying to be his preacher. You know, I was trying to be, <laughs> I was trying to be his preacher instead of being his wife. And that didn't work out too well. But when I stopped, when he said that to me and I, and ever since that day, I never, never forget it. It's been like a conviction of like, okay, I need to make sure that. I'm living the life, first of all, that God wants me to live. I'm being the woman that God wants me to be. I'm pleasing unto God first. And then from doing that and pouring out of my love into God, that he, that that love will overflow into him. And, um, it's been working. It's been working. God is good, you know? And the third thing that I have here is, be ready to compromise. I'm not talking about compromising your values or your integrity or your beliefs. I'm talking about it's okay to meet each other halfway. You know, it's okay to meet each other halfway. It can't be all about you and it can't be all about him. We need to have some common ground on some things. Um, story time. For example, I like to go out. My husband is a homebody sometimes. So instead of like going to like the movies, we just kick it on the bed and watch a movie. And that's that. Do I want to go out and get dressed up and get all dolled up? Yes, I do. But he doesn't want to. So am I going to let that ruin my whole night? No, I'm just going to hop in the bed right along with him. We're going to make this happen. And we're going to watch the movie. And a lot of times it works out great. You know, we're watching a movie. We're laughing. We're kicking it. And it's just like you can't put a price on that. Now, had I got all mad and like... You know what? If you don't want to go to the movies with me and I want to go to the movies, forget you. You know, like what What would that have solved? I would have missed out on an opportunity of just being in his presence and just laughing and making memories. Sometimes you don't, you know, there's some things you just can't put a price tag on. And so it's okay to compromise. It doesn't make you less of a woman. doesn't make him less of a man. We live in a society where women are like, you know what? I got my own stuff. I don't need you. I got my own money. 
I got my own business. I don't need a man. Lying, lying, lying. You know why? Because no matter how successful you are, no matter how much money you got, no matter how much you popping, like everybody, everybody wants to be loved. Like what? The human, the human uh, creation was not made to be alone. Like we were not made to be alone. We were not made to be on this planet by ourselves. We need communication. We need intimacy. We need love. We were created for that. So anybody that tells you they don't need a man, they don't that I don't think that's that's really true because you might not need a man but it doesn't mean that having a man makes you less of a woman. You understand? A lot of successful women are married and, and doing their thing. It doesn't mean you don't need a man. It's just you haven't found the right man yet. You know? So I learned that too. And fourth, I learned that sex is not a dirty word. Um, I think my idea of intimacy was obscured when I was young and got molested. So... That word, you know, didn't, it never really sat well with me. And until I got married and I realized that I can't blame my husband for what happened to me. He is not to blame. But it was also important for me to have him understand it and to be delicate about it, which he was, you know. I told him my story. He understood and he loved me even more. And that was big for me. And I learned that. Sex is a spiritual expression of love. And I don't think a lot of young girls understand that when you have sex with someone, it's not just the physical. It's not like bang, bang, boogie, you know? And that's why so many women and, and girls, they get caught up in just, in, just having, in just having sex and not really understanding what it is, you know? Because for me, it's a spiritual connection it's 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 a one and it's it's loving this person on a deeper level you know it is one of god's most intimate creation and not to be taken lightly lightly you know so we live in a society that that um applauds women for having sex before marriage that you know the the way women are dressed and how provocative um women can be on television and when you're walking in the mall i mean it's hard for a man i can't even imagine you know it's hard for a man these days to even like not be like keep a blind eye to that stuff because it's everywhere you look and if they're not careful they can like reel them in and so that's why i'm an advocate for promoting no sex before marriage and this might not be for everybody but this is uh, my belief in my opinion but i'm a big advocate on no sex before marriage because you know we're so you know we live in a society that tells you you need to sample a car before you buy it you need to you know um before you buy something here here sample this see how it tastes try this cookie and try that cookie and 
pick which one you like. You know, we're so used to having choices. And so we go into relationships like that, right? Okay, well, let me sleep with this guy and see how good he is. Or let me sleep with this girl and see how good she is before I even like take this any further with her. So then now what you're doing, you have now had a spiritual connection with someone, an intimate connection with them. Um, through sex that you don't know of and you think you're just testing the waters but it goes on a deeper level and that's why sometimes when a relationship breaks and you're not married and you're having sex it hurts on a deeper level because you are once intimate with that person and so I look at it like this you know if we have all these samples if you're telling me here's a chocolate chip cookie and here's an uh, Oreo go ahead and sample and see which one you like now, if I don't sample anything, if I've never sampled one, then it's easy for me to make a choice, right? Because I don't know which one tastes better. But of course, once you've sampled it, now you have a choice. So the same thing for me is with sex is like, if I ain't out here sleeping with everybody, then I don't have nothing to compare my husband to. And that's what I did. My husband is my first love. He's also the first man I've ever slept with. So that to me is special because I wasn't out there sampling everybody. I don't know what it means to, you know, I, I don't have anybody to compare him to. So to me, he is everything. He is one of the best. And I'll leave it at that. So I, I'm encouraging young girls that are listening to this that um, don't think that being a virgin is a nasty word. Um, don't think that it's a dirty word. I was a virgin until I got married. Um, was it hard for me? It wasn't so hard for me, first of all, because my daddy threatened the crap out of me. It's like, if you bring a child home, like, it's going to be real up in here, you know? So he put the fear in me to never even think about the S word. And then, so I never even thought about like, oh, okay, I'm just going to go out here. I mean, I told my boyfriends, I remember some of my boyfriends in high school when I was dating them, I was like, well, we can date and we can hold hands, but that's all we can do. We can't even go any further. And they're looking at me like, uh, okay. And it didn't bother me when they broke up with me because I was like, okay, I didn't like leave a piece of me with you. So I'm fine. Like moving on to the next, you know? And I remember, um, there was this one kid I used to date and, um, he broke up with me and, you know, I was in the 10th grade and oh my God, I was heartbroken. I was like, Oh my God, so-and-so broke up with me. I, you know, when you're in high school, you think everything's a big deal because you don't, you don't know what real life is yet. Right. And then, so I, 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 it was a big deal for me and I was crying all this stuff until his brother, you know, rest in peace to his brother, who's no longer here. His brother told me that, Hey Alice, do you know why so-and-so broke up with you? And I was like, no. And he was like, it's because he knows that he couldn't sleep with you. So he left you to go sleep, you know, to go out with this other girl that he know was easy. And when he told me that, I was like, you know what, Jesus, thank you for looking out for me. Like, thank you for allowing him to break up with me because guess what? He did not take a piece of me until this day. I can look at this boy in the eye and be like, Hey, how you doing? What's up? Because I have no connection with him. I, it was just something, you know, we were just dating, whatever, but I didn't leave a piece of me with him. And I, and I, I truly, I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I honor that and I'm proud of myself for that. Um, does it mean I'm better than the next girl? No, it just means that I took to heed what was taught to me in my household and my father being <laughs> one of my biggest like opponents too, that, that helped straighten me real fast, but also it was important for me because I, I, at a young age, the, 
my value was instilled in me. It was like, I'm not going to be um, somebody's toy. I'm not going to be somebody's sample. Okay. I am not a sample, honey. I am a full course meal. You hear me? I am nobody's sample. And so when I learned that, <laughs> baby, the New Orleans people be saying, baby, you couldn't tell me nothing. I was like, you know what? I don't need to be with you. If you ain't can't wait for me, and I don't need to be with you. And that's what made my husband so special to me was because he waited for me. Three years he waited for me. So, you know, you can't tell me that, oh, the one you're looking for ain't out there because they ain't going to wait. Because the one that's really, really, really for you is going to wait for you, okay? Trust and believe. And that's the message I hope to pass down to my daughter one day. And the last point I want to bring home is marriage is as good as you're willing to make it. Ladies and gentlemen, marriage, M-A-R-R-I-A-G, that takes work, 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 okay? Um, it takes a lot of work, but it's such a beautiful thing to be married to someone who you know without a shadow of a doubt loves you unconditionally and only wants the best in life for you and is rooting for you. And that's what I have, I have found in my husband is like, he wants the best for me. And I think I, we were talking about it the other day. And what really makes our marriage really special to me is that my husband's my friend first. He, 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 he was my, I met him, you know, through my brother a long time ago. Um, he is my friend first. Like I genuinely have such a respect for Jay because I, I mean, he hears me out. He, he loves me. He understands me. Um, he tells me what I don't want to hear. I tell him what he doesn't want to hear. Um, iron sharpens iron. And that is so true. But I want the best for my husband, no matter what. I'm rooting for him. I love him. And I think him being my friend and me having his, I mean, like that is like the foundation of our marriage is actually um, being friends first because I really do care about him and he really does care about me. But it's so much more beautiful because he's someone that I can just love on, you know. And he is just a very great person to be around his energy his vibe his smile I mean what can I say I love the man and I'm just so happy that God paired me with him and that God saw it fit for him to be called mine and I'm his and I always say he's my first and last um, my only there's nobody for me to compare him to he's that good and I just thank God for him so that's what I wanted to leave you all with today. I hope you guys are having a great weekend and I will talk to you on my next podcast. As always, I'm wishing you peace, love, and light. God bless you.